0: Following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about yeah!
1: this, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas
2: Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, Elliot. plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. It's a Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys here on DallasCowboys.com for the final time, live from training camp in Oxnard, California, as we continue to break down Cowboys training camp here in 2021. Alongside Mickey Spagnolan and Ron Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeomans, where, gentlemen, we have uh, some television to talk about since we were last on air. And I'm not talking about the Bachelorette finale. That's not what we're talking about. Sorry, Rob. I'll start my own podcast for that one. You me, s- me and Dave can do that one. <laughs> yeah, I know you and you and Hellman have had some bonding over the Bachelorette finales, but no, HBO's Hard Knocks NFL Films on the Dallas Cowboys in an inside look at training camp premiered last night. Mick, I know you're a big TV watcher. Did you carve out <laughs> some time in your busy schedule to watch last I, night? I watched it twice. Yeah.
1: I watched it the first time and then – i took some notes the second time and uh yeah i I thought it was uh i thought it was really really good yeah uh as a matter of fact you know we've been around for the other two with the cowboys and uh, for a first episode and trying to capture not our attention but other people's attention that may not be following the cowboys i thought they did a heck of a job of setting the emotion and coming and, and portraying the personalities of Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Micah Parsons, a little bit more of uh, Mike McCarthy, and Dan Quinn also. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did a really good job of capturing it. And, you know, the video was real good, too, by the way.
3: The audio was good, too. And, and you say you watched it twice, and you missed a very key element of that show. Very key. Your, right yourself, at the open.
1: You know, it. After you told me that, I remember thinking when the Open did and whatever was said, and I said, oh, the narrator, he, he must have been looking what I wrote or said because that sounds familiar. That's exactly <laughs> but what that I said. Thought, and I just passed it off. It was like, yeah, that that's the narrator, Wait, so you
2: right? didn't notice no, it was your No, I voice. did not.
1: I absolutely did not. Interesting. And nobody, and I was sitting next to Brad, and Brad didn't go, oh, that's you, so... Well, yeah. Brad's
2: used to be in, in those. Well, I
1: recognized Brad's, right? And I said, "Oh yeah, they got Brad." And I kind of hit him on the side and said, "Oh, yeah. they're they are way to go." But, <laughs> was, but I didn't recognize my own voice.
2: That was off of a Talking Cowboys podcast, right? I, I believe that clip. That was our first one here, right? I think that's what Chris yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's
2: so what do I we, so
3: do we get like royalties off that from HBO? I didn't sign any release. I wasn't I in either. Honestly, yeah. 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 yeah, you
0: don't get royalties, Rob, because <laughs> you weren't in mm. it. <laughs> You know when we Beaver do with the
2: zinger over here when on we Rob. when
1: we when when uh, CMT does the making of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders yeah and when we're the judges and they kind of use that
2: stuff we got to sign a release do you really yeah I wonder if that's because your face is on it I wonder if your voice doesn't count as much Aww. Maybe. I think, I
3: think when they signed the paperwork to be all-access, it included podcasts, it included anything we do out
2: here. <laughs> yeah, it probably so. does. I don't. I don't think we I'm, have separate negotiations. Yeah, I'm sure that that paper was probably signed for us a lot further back than what checks, we had, Checks in the mail, right? But, yeah, you're listening to the world-famous Now Talking Cowboys podcast because they That's used right. a clip of ours in the opening of the show. But, uh, Rob, what were your thoughts on on what you saw last night? I really liked it, too. I thought it, like Mickey said, I thought it did a good job of
3: really hitting the high points of this camp so far. And that's kind of way this series goes. You know, the first episode, they're going to hit the stars, you know, the major storylines. And and I'm not going to give anything away, but you've got a pretty good idea of some of, you know, the camp hopefuls and, and, and other coaches that they want to feature. You can kind of tell based on where the cameras go out here. And, and you'll see that as the series goes on, I'm sure, But yeah, starting off with Dak and getting some more information about where he came from with the injury to his ankle was really good. I I think the thing that stood out to me the most was how they are being transparent with his shoulder injury. You know, they they took you through everything. The mic'd up stuff at practice is unbelievable. And taking you through exactly what happened, uh, why he... Removed himself from practice. Why Mike McCarthy told him, hey, go inside. Let's get this thing checked out. I think he was mm-hmm. probably freaking out a little bit. Well, he was, right? Yeah. Did, what was it? A oh, my
1: gosh or something like
3: that? Yeah, and yeah. you know what? It was funny because Nick Eatman and I were standing on the fence line right in view of him and Jim Mauer, head trainer, and you could he had sunglasses on, but you could see the way he kind of tilted his head when Jim told him something. it It, it didn't sound good to him. And to hear that mic'd up was really good in terms of just, I mean, think he's got to be thinking the football gods are gonna screw me again, you know, in terms of, of my, you know, starting quarterback, star player. And but again, I think from a transparency standpoint, everything the Cowboys have told us, the public about the injury is what it is. It's a sh- strained shoulder muscle that they're trying to treat and manage. Uh, and and look, and again, based on this walkthrough we saw yesterday that was open.
2: He's making progress. He's throwing. So that, that that was the best stuff to me. That was definitely what stood out to me was, okay, finally we can look at this and say nobody's hiding anything because this is all access. I mean, the Cowboys do put everything out on the table in those meetings. They're not censoring that for hard knocks. It's not a show for, from their point of view as to, to catering to what HBO wants to show on theirs. I, I think that kind of put that to rest of, okay, Dak's ankle – doing pretty solid. I mean, he looked good. He was running good. You got to see a lot of action prior to the actual throwing injury of him running around on that ankle, and and now everybody can kind of see for himself in quality HD just how Dak Prescott was looking from the lower body standpoint. And then from an upper body standpoint, now you see that nothing is being hidden.
1: Well, what there was a perception there was.
2: Yeah, definitely so. I think
3: fans. What did I miss? You see it on Twitter. You see,
1: oh,
2: there's
3: the first problem. Well, it's
2: not, yes. a pr- it's not a problem. Yeah, it
3: is. It's, you well, see it is on a problem, but it's, yeah. Well, it, But it, that's the fan's voice. It's okay. a
2: so so feel from the fans. It right. is an atmosphere some that is created fans, by them. Some fans. Sure. Agreed. It, all right. Okay. Some I mean, guy
1: got all over me on something. I looked him up, and he had two followers. And I said, go tweet to your two followers. Get off of mine.
3: I saw that. I sent it to a couple people because <laughs> it, it, it made me laugh out loud. <laughs> um <laughs> Two no, followers. look man like oh my in, not just with the Cowboys with any sport there's always skepticism about oh this player's fine he'll be fine and and maybe he's not and so fans naturally are skeptics about things well they should listen to us
2: a lot of people don't <laughs> okay. choose not to do that though well, like, yeah
1: that's that's their problem
3: uh, well, well, I know but we're 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 educating them we, know, we are. I'm I'm just I'm just saying they did a nice job of no, showing behind right. the scenes exactly what's going on. The fact that, you know, Jerry's on the phone with Jim and they talk to the Texas Rangers, hey, this is a this is like a pitching mm-hmm. injury. We're just gonna manage it. It was great stuff, and we saw Jerry enjoys breakfast after that. That was fun, too. Um,
1: yeah, did, do you, do you when you get a sausage biscuit, <laughs> do you salt it? Do you put salt on it? I
2: think it's got <laughs> enough salt on I it was already, <laughs> but it looked really good. <laughs> it looked good to salt it? Or just the the sandwich itself. The sandwich itself. I could use one right now. Yeah, that would be nice. I I could hear all the physicians (laughs) go, No, Jerry, no, no, stop it. Please don't.
0: Your heart, your
2: heart. (laughs) Um, Rob, you mentioned Dak Prescott and kind of his uh, return from injury and his progress with throwing. I was. It was a pleasant surprise yesterday out in the walkthrough. We weren't expecting to see much, and I made a joke on the fan of, oh, we may see Deck Prescott throw a softball around, kind of how we were talking about on the podcast the day prior. Well, he wasn't just throwing a softball around. He was lobbing the football for a little bit with an equipment manager, got in, did some walkthroughs, threw the football to wide receivers, yep. and then went to the far field. And actually turned it up a notch and was thrown it to Amari Cooper, who was running routes. What did you see yesterday out of kind of the limited work we saw from those two?
1: I saw that the ball never hit the ground. That's good. Uh, Credit to not only him, but Amari Cooper, right? He was cutting everything. So what they were doing is he was taking a snap, dropping back. Coop was running different routes. They were running plays, like different routes, and he'd throw to them. And it started off kind of short, 5-yard toss, 10-yard toss. I never saw him throw more than 20 yards downfield. Mm-hmm. But some of the throws that were 20 yards were, you know, deep outs. And he was getting it there, 17 yards. I was starting to chart at 17 yards, uh, 15 yards. Uh, and he wasn't cutting it loose, but he was throwing, what do you think, 50 60%? Yeah, at least 60. Speed somewhere in there. Uh, and then towards the end, he did throw maybe three quarters speed, uh, and he ramped it up. And he, he, you know, we'll see today any residual effect from throwing it that much. But he he didn't seem to have any problems throwing it. So I'm thinking um, at 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 the earliest, maybe next week, uh, Poss- possibly. But possibly for that final preseason game.
3: Yeah, and I was just gonna say. Based on some of those throws, it was more than just like pat and go, lob no, it up no. to somebody. Yeah, yep. Those were those were throws you got to make in games, and and it was good to have Amari out there because activating him or taking him off of active pup yesterday allows him to do that. Yeah, you know, during a walkthrough. So uh, that that's good. That's a positive step for him. Although I don't think he's going to jump right into practice, kind of like Demarcus Lawrence. They're going to ramp him up. But yeah, no, that was that was a, that was a visible positive step for Dak Prescott that we had not seen to this point because Mike had mentioned the day before or a couple of days before light objects, you know, like he was tossing a, a softball, you know, softball ball, around. More ball. than that, those,
1: those little yellow things they were rolling out to the defensive guys <laughs> yeah. to recover a fumble. Yeah. So yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was a great sign, and you know, from I think what we had learned before we even saw that, you know, I think the trainers thought it was. A three to four week injury, mm-hmm. and so, um, and it looks like that's where they're at. And as you know, they captured Jim Maurer saying, "You know, we're being overly cautious to protect him to make sure this is not a long term thing; that it's a short term thing."
2: What did you think about his reaction to the whole? Dak the the holding back in the initial parts of the show where he was upset about the rep count that he had. Oh, when and when they GPS they GPS them that they talked about. I said enough. <laughs> I I kind of like that from my quarterback. But
1: see, telling telling and telling
2: the- Double G,
3: I didn't ask you to take this rep for yeah, me. Right, I, yeah, right. I kind of love Double that. G. That's a, <laughs> That's what we've been calling him out here. That's Gary G-squared. Gilbert. That's a side of Dak we don't we don't see, and it's not a bad side. That just shows how freaking competitive he
2: is. You yeah. kind of feel that yeah. when,
3: when you're around him. But yeah, to actually hear it from
1: him that that's like I'm. I'm don't be taking me out of no reps. I got this, right? And yep. that's him. That's how competitive he is. And, you know, and they established it when he did the interview about the injury. You know, him pointing out, he goes, I was trying to put it in place. I yep. was trying to fix it. And we and we we assumed that when we saw him
3: trying to straighten out <laughs> his ankle. Athletes are wired differently, man. Yeah. I would be passed out at that point. Yeah, no thanks. Just when you saw it. Yes. Not, not even the pain, yes. right?
1: But when you saw it. And, and And so yeah, you you got you got, a, you got a, a understanding of what he thought uh, at that time and and yeah, and, and so now he's getting to play and it's like, well, don't be holding me back and <laughs> you know and and he had been throwing. That's why I think there was this perception that it was overthrowing caused the injury, and it wasn't. It was one throw, a weird throw, and it caused the the muscle to strain uh, underneath his armpit. so. Um, yeah, so now everybody can just rest assured that it's not an AC joint. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, he doesn't need Tommy John surgery. Um, <laughs> you know, he just needs rest. And, and you know, that's the way they're, you know, they're going to treat it now.
2: Yeah, thank goodness for that. And I, I did like to see the competitive side with him. I loved the, the, the Zeke and, and Dak Prescott segment as well. I thought that was a, a funny little thing. The, the, whenever he opened the door, and Dak was standing right there, and he goes, what you doing? I, I mean, that was one of the funniest. <laughs>
1: nah, I I was a little skeptical think on that. You think it was a little Hollywood license there? I yeah.
2: still thought it was hilarious. The
1: coincidence was, I mean, if you think about it, what are the coincidences that that was going to happen? right? I
2: feel like it's not that unlikely. But you didn't hear
1: any from – it felt like a
3: producer moment. You
1: didn't hear anything yeah. from Dak like, saying, hey, wait, wait, well, you shut the door on me, right? What's up, Chris? Yes.
0: No, I think the reason why he knocked on his door is because – I was looking at Hard Knocks that day, and they had, like, these big lights outside of Zeke's window. Uh, So they had, like, this whole production outside his window. So it was staged? Well, no, because he's rapping the present, right? So then he put lights in the room. Yeah. So they had the lights outside the window. So he might have just been curious, right? Okay, Hard Knocks is in there interviewing Zeke because he knew his room. Mm -hmm. Let me go knock on the door. Okay, you know so you're saying,
2: saying if you don't think it was stage, You think it was Dax seeing something. He probably walked by his room and saw the lights
0: at the window. Oh, I'd buy yeah, that. Cause I would I, they, totally they, buy that. They, they, light, they light up the windows so they can like get more light in the room. Because, you know, the rooms are a little dark, yeah, to they be know. honest with you. Yeah. So that's what they did. So he probably walked by and like, okay, they're doing something with Zeke in his room. I'm going to go knock on the door. <laughs> he goes, what you doing? <laughs> what are you doing so in how, here? How and, and Zeke's
3: reaction was legit, I yeah. think. He did, oh, yeah, well, yeah. That didn't seem like somebody faking surprise, me. No.
1: Yeah, well, I, didn't think, an actor I don't think Zeke was part of it. I think they told oh. Dak to go knock
3: on the door. Okay,
1: okay. So how old were you when you wrapped your first present? Can
3: I just say? Uh, okay, that, that's another thing. That's that's <laughs> legit too. That, that is that, legit. Because we oh were, no, that's him. A bunch of us watched it together because we wrote Dave wrote off of it last night and. Somebody said,
0: oh, that's that's fake.
3: They're no. just making him do that. Look, dude, I'm 40 years old, and I put gifts in bags
0: with <laughs> with paper over oh, yeah. it because I can't wrap a gift to save now, my life. They probably went out and bought the wrapping paper for Zeke because they're like, hey, you're going to get Dak a present. He's like, yeah, you know, he got me one. So, obviously, Dak, he had to order it. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. So, they probably said, you got to wrap it. He's like, no, i was just probably give it to him. I got a bag. He's like, no, no let's, yeah, let's wrap wrap it. I got the let's most expensive
1: it, bag you, know? you know? can get to put a present in. <laughs> it's <Right>. a pretty <laughs> sweet bag. But, 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 but the fact oh. that he had to go to YouTube and find a video to try to figure out how to oh, wrap a so present. Because I'll guarantee you, what he was doing, that's my wrapping today. No. You know, yeah. it comes up short. And I said, like, oh, I'll just put this patch here. Yeah. Right? And patch and it over
2: I'll, the top. tape it, tape it. And...
1: and, and but see, his personality, he's hes childlike, right? And and I guarantee you he never had to wrap a present before. I guarantee you he didn't.
2: Yeah, you I can definitely see that. I
1: guarantee you, you know, Christmas time, mom wrapped dad's present, and you know, and finally, you know, they told me I had to wrap a present. It's like, well, how do you <laughs> do this, you know? And, and and how many times did you try to put the wrapping paper there and you came up short and it's like okay you crumble that up and start again right? yeah.
3: or or you start ripping off little pieces and trying to tape them on top yes. of what yes. you already did and <laughs> which is what like he crap. did right yeah 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 oh
2: yeah. uh, so and, and speaking on Zeke I want to I want to take our first break when we come back I want to talk more about what we learned about Zeke throughout the show of Hard Knocks and how we can kind of use that to gauge what his availability will be throughout the preseason because we've got plenty more to talk about from last night's Hard Knocks episode and the preseason continues on Friday when we return here on Talking Cowboys.
0: Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash.
2: Okay, but the best smartphone deals at
0: at and are for everyone, new and existing customers
2: Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys.
0: There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor.
2: Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more. Essilor here on Talking Cowboys. Final show from Oxnard, California. Are you guys a little sad? When I looked at the temperature back home, I was. <laughs> That's pretty much the, the one drawback, the, well, or the biggest drawback, I should say. Somebody asked me,
1: you ready to go home? I go, yeah, until I saw the temperature, <laughs> and it was 98 for five days in a row. Hey, we're mm. going
3: to Phoenix first, Well, which it's, it's probably, probably going to be 140.
2: 140. It was
1: 10, 109 yesterday.
2: In Phoenix? Yes. Yeah, oh, it's going to feel balmy by the time we get home. Oh, it's going to be fantastic, yeah. Well, but
1: at least we're indoors and there's a roof, right? For the and, game and it'll be closed.
2: Yeah, not when we get on the buses and get off the plane and do that kind of stuff. Well, that'll we be a little we different.
1: Ain't going there to, to run five miles.
2: <laughs> Speak for yourself, Mickey. All right, I want to see you get up oh in the God. morning and go out and that stuff. I don't know stuff. if I can do that. Uh, one thing I, I've said the other day, and we kind of mentioned it very briefly on this show, was the availability of of Ezekiel Elliott and what he would see in the preseason if he should see playing time. I was of the mindset he would probably see a series or two, one one maybe this week against Arizona, most likely, though, against the Texans in that dress rehearsal game. And I think Hard Knocks kind of shot that down for me yesterday. It was a conversation between Mike McCarthy and Stephen Jones saying, I think we should protect Zeke throughout the entirety of this camp, basically saying let's not run him at all and let's try and make sure he's healthy for week one against Tampa Bay. I'm not against that mindset, but it did show that, hey, we can learn things along the way from watching HBO's Hard Knocks that premiered last night. Were there any other things along with that one that you guys learned yesterday, Rob, about this team and how things were being handled that you maybe didn't know previously? Um, That that Micah was
3: quarterbacking the defense when he was out there in in week one of preseason, Mm -hmm. that he was taking the calls from Dan Quinn up in the booth and and running that pre-snap. And that, you know, that's that's a responsibility that, that's that's a big one. And, you know, whether he's going to do that all the time, I, I don't know. But I think that was good to see him do that. And, um, you know, he that was a lot of fun just having him mic'd up and hearing was cool. <laughs> hear him talk about snacks in the middle of practice and in, in college and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think that, that shows they're willing to put a lot on his plate and maybe more on his plate than we thought just, you know, just based on the different positions he's playing.
1: You know, if if uh, anyone paid attention to the mock game yesterday when they called first-team offense, Zeke didn't go out there. So it was Tony that, Pollard. It was Pollard. So mm-hmm. that kind of told you, no, if he gets any snaps, uh, it's not this week. Uh, and then, do I need to tell him my story about Emmett? I think you have been, many did times. I tell, did I tell Kyle Probably not. Story? <laughs> go ahead. So, uh, I don't know. It might have been 93, 94, somewhere in there. It was probably after he had won a couple Uh, rushing titles Titles already and we're in training camp and he's not in any of the preseason games the first couple and I went up to him I said don't you need to get in a preseason game to get used to getting hit again and he looked at me and he goes are you crazy he goes I know what it feels like to get hit I don't need to be reminded (laughs) and I said your honor I withdraw my question (laughs) yep and he got no snaps during preseason and it was probably 94, 95, someone there, because 93, he wasn't there. Uh, and so I, I always remembered that with a running back. It's like, okay, they probably don't need to go and get jostled around. They are, mm-hmm. They're pretty good. And so, yeah, I would be surprised if, if, he, uh, if he's used. And I thought what they did with Micah Parsons established his personality, right? Yeah, it did. Uh, it's like, hey, come on. I, 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 give me another one and, and Quinn's like no we're done oh I, I want one more no no he goes I want one more series too you're done and he tried to talk his way back into the darn game.
3: And Van Der Esch laughed at him. Right. Yep. Like rookie. <laughs> Did you ask him? <laughs> Did you ask him, please, for more snaps? <laughs> that was or, good. Or Van Der Esch
1: said, what are you doing? Trying to make all the tackles? Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it was pretty funny because I'm sure Van Der Esch was going, okay, this rookie guy. But, but it's a preseason game. But he, that's his personality, right? And the the part about he was hungry, and at Penn State, we had snacks during practice, right?
2: Lions and, always
1: hungry, man. Lions always hungry. Got to feed the lion, right? And,
3: you kind of uh, knew he was going to be the star or right? one of the stars yeah. of this show. And there will be more of, of Micah, I'm sure. One, one other thing about Zeke is there's not, like, a huge playbook on what he's done in preseason because when you think about it, they had no preseason last year. Mm-hmm. One year he held out. The year before that, he did. He wasn't even here and then I think the year before that, maybe 2017, he was suspended, right? So he hasn't been. No, he wasn't. Was he w- in camp? He was in camp. Yeah, he
1: was in camp because, remember, he protested it, and then it lasted till the
3: uh, the ninth game. That's yes. right. Yes. That's, that's what that's it was. Right. He did yeah. get suspended six games so he that year. Okay, last so he was, six, he was here.
1: Six at second half.
3: But the last couple camps yeah. he hasn't been in, in camp right. or in preseason. Last year, no games. Um, maybe that's why he couldn't hold on to the football, huh? Mm. i don't think it helped anybody maybe (laughs) i don't think the you know not having preseason helped anybody but yeah i'd be shocked if he does much and you know mike mike referenced i think it was to steven how good a shape he's in but he's got a lot of carries on him over his career Mm -hmm. so got to be mindful of that i mean he's got a couple two or three 300 carry seasons on his on his resume
2: I want to also kind of go back to, to the Micah Parsons conversation there. And, Rob, I want to get your input on this. But Micah talked about it the other day, about being a versatile player, about how it is it is a kind of a chess game. From a, a coordinator standpoint, you want to be a chess piece that can move multiple different ways. You don't want to be the rook who just can go forward and sideways. You want to be able to go diagonal. You want to be able to do different mm-hmm. stuff. He was very illustrative uh, on – how he wants to be as a player, do you think that there's a balance that has to be had between this coaching staff and with Micah Parsons from a mental standpoint and then also his physical limitations? Because there's not a lot of physical limitations. There are none. But exactly, but that's but they're throwing a lot on him mentally to be able to call a defense, run he's, in multiple but positions. But all he's doing is repeating what the
1: coach tells him in his ear. He's not like going to the line of scrimmage. That's easier said, said than done, though. Well, why? Me. If I give you... We're gonna run streak right, you know, backside left. All I got to do is come out and say that. I mean, it's not like you're calling the defense; you're mm-hmm. just repeating what the head coach tells or the defensive coordinator tells you. I think. And it, and look, he he was doing it when he was on nickel, uh, and he was the middle linebacker in the nickel, mm-hmm. right? I don't think he's calling it when he's the strong side linebacker in the four-three. Running with the first team yeah. and Jalen Smith and right. Lane Van Der are yeah. out there.
2: I agree. Because
1: somebody else is going to have the green dot. You can only have one green dot on the field at a time, too, mm-hmm. by the way. So I just, I, I, just, I don't know if they switch helmets or how they're – or maybe you can do it in the preseason.
3: But mm-hmm. when you get in the regular season, it's one green dot. Can't you have a backup green dot? Yeah, you have games? to. You have to. So yeah, I just thought, though, that was that was a little inside nugget that we hadn't seen. Because he talked about it the other day, but we hadn't really seen that behind the scenes, him doing that. That's a responsibility. Oh, well, but he had the thing
1: on his helmet.
3: Okay, Right. We, we, we didn't have audio of him doing it, oh, is okay. my point all right so that that was pretty cool um I I do think and I asked Mike McCarthy this early in camp like the it's not that not that part of it but the number of different things he's being asked to do on the field position wise mm-hmm. what's the balance of his plate and Mike said at one point maybe we're putting a little too much on him Dan really hasn't said that he said if there's anything it's it's the physical side, the amount of reps he's taking, mm-hmm. and we think about he, he opted out last year, he didn't play, so there is that football shape element of it. But I I haven't seen anything that suggests this is too big for him. I mean, the way he played in the preseason game, he was as active as anybody out there, uh, and you you can tell he's willing to learn. He's he's with Quinn between series, talking constantly. So I don't think it's an issue, and and, and you know, and I think as we go along further. What he's being asked to do will be clearer. You know, That's what Dan has talked about over and over again. Find out what he's really good at and what he's comfortable with, and then we'll kind of tailor it to that. He's good at everything. That's why
1: last Friday when I wrote my column, I said I'm not going to pigeonhole him and say he's a linebacker. He's a football player. Just put him on the field, ask him to do something, and he will do it. Do you hear what Dax said? He said... Golly, he's fast. Well, that's one of the reasons why you draft a guy like that. You're not drafting a linebacker. You are drafting a versatile, versatile football player who can do a lot of things. And, and Quinn even said it. He goes, right now, we're going to ask guys to do a lot of stuff, and then we'll find out what they can't do. Mm-hmm. This is when you find out what they can't do. That's so when I you get said. into the regular games, you don't say, okay, try to do this. No, what I'm saying, though, he's a football player. If you look at before the draft, everybody's like, well, he's a linebacker. We don't draft a linebacker that high. Well, he's a special linebacker, and we got to see that yesterday. And, 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 and just showing the highlights of one game – you see that he can do things that other normal linebackers can't do. And that's why you draft a guy that high. You don't draft an offensive lineman who would be sitting on the bench right now. I think
2: I, I get what you're saying, and I, I actually agree with you to a certain extent. The The thing that's impressed me the most from Micah Parsons, though, hasn't necessarily even been his versatility. It's been his ability to keep up with what they're throwing at him from a mental standpoint. Because from a rookie I mean, that's that's hard to do, to be able to play multiple positions, have that understanding enough to, one, like you said, repeat and call a defense, but you have to have an understanding yeah. to a certain extent to be able to play multiple positions and still do that. That's what's most impressed me outside of what he does from a physical standpoint because he's fantastic there as well. One thing he said
3: to us the other day was this scheme – is very similar to, <clears throat> to what he did at Penn State, which so, is great. So there's not a ton of new information. I mean, terminology is different and all that. But if you watched his tape in college, he rushed the passer a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. he was that's what he. It's probably the best thing he was good at. You know, he's an off the ball linebacker. A
2: gap, B
1: gap,
3: blitzer. Man, he was great. He's great at that. You know, and and he was also good at that stopping the run too. Well, that he, too. Very instinctive. Yeah. Now the mm-hmm. coverage part of it, that's something that maybe will improve with time but i think like those first two things are things that he was just flat out dominant at looked like mike singletary out there making plays <laughs> in college so uh that was interesting that it's not this brand new scheme for him and that's you know and i'm sh- that's part of the evaluation for the cowboys and dan quinn is like oh what he's doing in college works perfectly with my scheme and what i would have him do here you heard what he said he
1: goes i'm a football player and i'm saying that's what he is you don't need to put an lb by him just put f P football player and then let him go you know it's like palomalu right palomalu didn't have any restrictions he kind of freelanced back there hey, remember bill talking about palomalu he goes he doesn't know what he's doing he's just out there you know and you see it, so that's hard for us to predict what he's going to do on any play, because mm-hmm. he's just freelancing out there. But if you know how to play the game, you can get away with that. Because if you make a mistake, you just might have enough athletic ability to compensate for your mistake. I agree. You, you sound like you're defending this draft pick. No, I'm not. Uh, you, I'm no, just no saying, you do. I'm just. Well, th- there was Who's a lot of criticism. Who's saying it's a terrible pick? There was a lot of
2: criticism when they drafted him. Is there criticism now? No, they're starting to see. <laughs> They're starting to well, I see I think that's the point that Rob's making is there was criticism at the time. Yeah, why? Because there were other options out there yeah, and they offensive they wanted a who would have been sitting on the bench. Yeah, that's and not the cornerback a given Okay, either. who would Okay, who, whose pot was he taking? He could have definitely taken 52. I like Connor Williams and he's really? had a fantastic <sighs> camp, but I mean You don't know that for Ray sure. Rashawn Slater is a really good player. Yeah, okay. okay. I, I, I mean, I'm
3: with Mickey here. Did you watch the defense last year? No, they were terrible. Okay, how would you not spend your first pick no, on somebody on to. defense
2: to help you? You had somebody. to, and they did. Okay. But that's what people were upset about, is that they didn't want to be pigeonholed into a defensive player, and they felt that way with Micah Parsons, even though Parsons is a really good football player and should have been drafted at the 12th overall pick. There was nothing wrong with that. It was the fact that they wanted a corner they were both gone, and then they felt pigeonholed, and that's why people were upset.
1: Yeah, well, they should. They, I understand the corner thing. <laughs> the corner one going to stop you from giving up twenty five hundred yards rushing.
2: Hopefully, Micah Parsons can do that. Well, that's can't, why they drafted can't, him. He can't do it by himself. Yeah, it's got to be a couple other guys. Yeah,
1: Mike McCarthy but said he's going to try knocks. to stop it all by himself.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. That's Lions always point. hungry, man. That's
2: right. <laughs> uh, when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we're going to preview Friday's matchup with the Arizona Cardinals. What should you be looking for? We're going to give you a roadmap to preseason game number two when we come back here from Oxnard.
0: Hi, I'm Clint Tillison with United Ag
1: and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay, no surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work.
0: The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where Turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit
2: ATT.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys training camp returns to the star in Frisco, starting with Cowboys Night, presented by American Airlines on August 16th. You can watch the Cowboys practice and enjoy free activities at the star beginning at 4 p.m central time fans have the chance to catch three additional practices as well as the cowboys night august 20th the 27th and the 28th admission and parking are both free visit the star and for details so the fans getting an up close and personal look with the dallas cowboys when they return back to fort center at the star we are Getting our final look at the Cowboys today. They'll take the practice field coming up here in just a couple of hours, and you can catch all of the updates on DallasCowboys.com. Mickey Spagdola, Rob Phillips, some am Kyle Yeomans. And, guys, we were talking about it in the break, but one extra note on Zeke from Hard Knocks was, does he have a new nickname? Or at least through the team? I missed it, so go ahead, Mick.
1: No, I saw on the back of the stripe of his helmet, vertically it was spelled out Donkey. And I was like, what is that? I don't know why. And I said, we probably need to find out.
2: I wonder if we'll have to ask uh, ask Zeke that question uh, at some point. Because so that's, that, that's one I've never heard. So, so that
1: the, the the practice you were talking about? Yeah. I didn't know Cowboys we were night?
2: televising it. We are. I and mean, what's it on? Do you know? Uh, TXA21. Oh, it and is. The, if That's the, this m- the Cowboys night. It's Monday? Yes. Okay. 16th. All right. Mm-hmm. Monday we get back, so It'll folks can watch that too. Wow! Yes, it will. Hall
0: of Famer Drew Pearson is going to be on with Bill Jones. All right.
2: Well, also somebody else is in the booth throughout the entire broadcast as well. Some unknown voice. Some some guy who started Hard Knocks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought they're going to rotate you guys. Oh, we yeah. are.
2: I'm. I'm. It's me and Bill the whole time, and then it rotates the writers with Drew. Okay. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Uh, well, the pre- I, I, I was hired, and I didn't know I'm just know reading about it.
0: the press release. Oh, I'd never said, into press release. And, that. yeah. i never get in a press release. It said Bill Jones
2: and. That's what it said: Bill Jones and Drew not Pearson big for uh, for press releases. We're, we're, just yet. we're
1: reading Roxanne's email. Yeah,
2: that's true too. I don't. <laughs> I'm not big enough to make those either. Um, preview for the game on Friday with the Cardinals. Anything that we really need to. Hone in on, Rob, uh, going into that matchup that that you're watching and that the Cowboys need to accomplish?
3: Uh, I mean, I'm curious to see how much the starters play. I I would think, you know, if they treat this like the first, kind of the first preseason game because they had an extra one, maybe they guys get a series, maybe two series again, but uh, probably not a whole lot because, look, after last year, what's the biggest goal here? Get everybody healthy to the season. Mm -hmm. So I, I wouldn't expect a ton from the starters. But I'm curious to see how much, how much they they play, and and
2: obviously Garrett Gilbert's probably going to get that start. Do you think and you'll see more of him throughout the game? You think maybe he'll get more than the two series? Maybe go an entire half, especially because of the availability of Cooper Rush maybe being in question.
1: I think he'll get. I would bet he gets almost a half. Because Gilbert, without Rush there, then all you got is Danucci, Danucci right? yeah.
3: And and he needs the reps because he's yeah. the guy if if something were to happen to Dak he,
1: moving forward. Give them each a half. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't know that they'll throw C.D. out there. Um, maybe L.C. again. Uh, Beatish, uh, Williams, Tyron Smith. I don't know if Tyron will go or not. Because they didn't, sure didn't use him the first time, right? And when they called first-team offense, uh, Ty Naseki was out there at left tackle. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they if they hold him out and maybe give him that third game and then see what see what happens. Um, and even L.C., I think what did he do? He played two series and I think he was out. Uh, and they brought in Terrence Steele.
3: So yeah, so select veterans. May not so be I think out there. maybe
1: from a defensive standpoint, you mm-hmm. may see more starters out there. Like we saw in the first you know, game. Trayvon right? Diggs
2: sure. did not play in the opener. Yeah, maybe he maybe plays in Maybe he gets some snaps. Randy yeah. Gregory will probably get a snap or
1: two. They might do that. And then the linebackers, they used, sure. right? Uh, and they probably couldn't tie Parsons down to keep him from <laughs> running out on the field unless they took his helmet away from him.
3: A couple injury notes yes. from, from yesterday. We saw Malik Hooker take part in the walkthrough. He did. Now, I'm not saying he's going to play in this game, but he's ramping up. And maybe when we get back from Oxnard, he's ramping up, and he can get some preseason work, potentially. Uh, we asked You asked Joe Witt about that yesterday. He didn't really have an answer for us, but uh, he, his activity on the field is, is, is increasing. And he needs to get going. He might get left behind. Your big mystery of camp is Greg Zerline in the kicking situation. Right.
2: <laughs> and
3: Mickey <laughs> loves a kicker battle. And, and Take and it I, away.
1: And I think uh, Fossil basically spelled it out that he really doesn't need to kick uh, you know he, he thinks if he kick, what he said was he kicks if he can kick for three to four weeks leading to the first game, he'll be fine, and evidently he's been kicking behind the scenes. Yeah. We haven't seen it, um, so he seems pretty confident that you'll get all of Greg Zerline even though he's recovering. You know, I thought, <laughs> I thought the surgery was after the season. I was told it didn't happen till May. So no, it, they said spring.
3: No, maybe that was with tank.
2: Yeah, yeah I think that yeah, was tank. tank. Tank was
1: a spring yeah. cleanup. So yeah. we're talking. Usually, when you have a back issue like that with a disc, it's a three-month recovery. So May, June, July. So he's kind of ramping up mm-hmm. right now. They feel he feels totally confident that he'll just go out there and pick it up as normal. But you know, one of the things you got to consider is the operation, because you're going to have a new holder and a new s- deep snapper. So, but I guess maybe they're working uh, on the side, and he seemed pretty confident. He also seemed pretty confident that uh, Anger's going to be the punter. Yep. When he called, he called poor Hunter the punter a developmental punter.
2: He did, even though he was the starter. A year right. Ago, and kicked better that's than the starter that was here initially. That's not a surprise, though. No. I mean, he, he. We we talked
3: to John in the spring, off-season workouts, and he talked about Hunter getting a chance to put some stuff on tape. You know, he's, look, Brian Anger's got 10 years' experience on him. And look, I, and he's been yeah. good, too. Hunter punted le- well last yeah. year. But, he, you know, John has a lot of sway, clearly, on, yes, on, on personnel. I mean, he does. You know, Zerline was his guy with the Rams. They brought in Jake McQuaid as a long snapper. So, um, yeah, it sounds like that's what they'll probably go with. What now, they will Another go with.
1: guy that was out in the in the walkthrough yesterday was Gallimore. Yeah. And he had come out, and I mm-hmm. guess it was, uh, I, Asked and it was an ankle, so I don't know why they were stretching out his leg when I saw that. Uh, but he was out there, so maybe he can go. Uh, Basham, uh, I, I didn't did not see, see him Bash out him. there, Mm-mm. and Goodwin was at least on the cords, so that's kind of a move in the right direction uh, for him. And it sounds like uh, Olano Lu is probably destined for IR uh, with, that's, the, with the neck injury. That's a bummer. Yeah, that's a bummer. They they. Sounded like they might he have had some plans chance. for him. Yeah, he had a chance. I uh,
2: wouldn't even say a chance. I think he was a favorite to right? to kind of work his way in there. Not only of, fullback, but as a one back. one hundred percent? Kind of have that like H H back hybrid tight end type look. Now, depending how, and it's got to be
1: serious enough that you know they don't think he can get back in time mm-hmm. to at least put him on the fifty three and then put him on IR to make yeah. him uh, eligible to come off, but. You know, when you're a guy like that, and, and, and a lot of your job is to stick your head in there. After you it's hurt your neck, are loose. you gonna you're gonna put your neck up out in there again? Moose, Moose came back point.
3: and did it. I mean, we don't know. I don't know the extent of the injury. We just know that he's it's got. a It just neck sounds issue.
1: serious yeah. enough to yeah, probably land on IR. So that's one. To, you know, and then the, but they still use some of that formation, and they use Nick Ralston, uh, the kid yeah. from from yeah. Argyle, mm-hmm. uh, as the fullback. And then use them one back, and a they couple use plays. that that
2: same formation last year with Sean McCune. So right. uh, they have some guys that are potentially can fit. So into do you that think role. they
1: keep an extra tight end if they don't keep that fullback?
2: I think so, but so Sprinkle, um,
1: Sprinkle might have a chance.
2: I yeah, but that's that's the thing is like
3: I think you could have kept Alan Lua and just had him as kind of the flex position for yep. both spots. Uh, that gives you that opens up another spot for somewhere else potentially. That's kind of maybe where they were thinking. I just thought the rep he had. With Parsons, I was going to bring that up. And the one-on-ones was really good. It was awesome, and he's got some swagger to him. Yeah, you know that that was that was fun. It was something I, we didn't see last unbelievable. year unbelievable, huh?
2: It was something we didn't see with O'Alana Lua last year because one, he being an undrafted free agent and a borderline active inactive guy on the practice squad, you never got to talk to him ever really last year, and then. He comes out this year, and you hear the, the mic'd up stuff, and he's talking with Micah Parsons. I mean, this is an undrafted free agent fullback talking with your first-round linebacker and then juking yeah. him on, a, on an outround. round I burned yourself on, yeah. on a wheel route. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> um,
3: Real quick on the show, I because you're closer to Mike's age than I am, not by a ton, but Harry High School... Charlie No, it was Blank Char- around was was it was it,
1: was it wait. I Are those it.
3: terms that you had growing up in Chicago Heights? Charlie F around.
1: Yeah, yeah. Harry then, High School. And, and then it was Harry High School. Get your get your butt out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring that this up. This is about winning. No, that was that was that the whole thing was priceless. Yes. Priceless. And oh and by the way, um, so I had next to that note, uh, Brad looked up online. Uh, the the suitcase, it it was two thousand five hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me.
2: I nice wonder suitcase. if that includes the bag. <laughs> <laughs> the the orange one that yeah, it came yeah, in. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, I kept getting questions about Vinny. Did I miss something, Vinny? Testaverdi? Is that what? No, somebody was asking about Vinny. It was when Dax.
3: GPS numbers were up, and he was taking less reps, and he said something to either CD or maybe Will McClay. He mentioned v- blocking Vinny. And we, Dave and I went up and down the depth chart. like Can't who, figure who out who it is. Who could be nicknamed Vinny? Yeah, I, I don't know. We had we had that as an unanswered question as well. Well, we will
2: figure it have, out. I must have missed that. We're going to find a way to find out who this Vinny character is. Give everybody you. a
1: nickname, and we don't know him, you know?
2: Yeah, that's true. It's true.
1: We don't have time to go, find go up one.
2: and down. We can figure it out at some point. <laughs> Mickey, it, it, it has been a pleasure to have you back on Talking Cowboys yes, I throughout was, training camp. I
1: enjoyed this. This was great. We'll have
2: to have you on at some point along the way. We will be back in Frisco coming up next week with... Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, myself, Kyle Yeomans. But for now, for the great Mickey Spagnola, Chris Beam, William Boykins here in the tent, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you next time here on DallasCowboys.com.
1: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys
3: Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!